Hello and welcome to the Beis Havad's Business Halacha Daily. We are joined today by Rav Yosef Greenwald, a Dayan at the Beis Havad, as well as the Rav of Kahal Dexter Park of Chestnut Ridge in Muncie. Thank you, Rabbi Greenwald, for joining us. It's very common for songs to be used for promotional videos, camp videos, home videos, all different types of projects. It seems to have become the norm for people to use music without even thinking twice. And the question we'd like to discuss today is, what are the halachic parameters of using people's music in such a fashion? It's a loaded issue. We'll (laughs) try to cut as much as we can down to a few minutes. Let's put out there the fact that years ago, where copying tapes and discs and so on was quite questionable, I think in today's world, in today's virtual world, Uh, More or less, I think it's understood that the singers really make money more off their pirsum, off the publicity that the songs have, because really they're only turning a profit on concerts and chasnas and so on. So there's really two shilas that are solved with that. That is, one shila is the shila of using intellectual property. It's understood that intellectual property that's put out there, that has no... There's no way to control it. There's no way to, to define who owns it, who doesn't own it. It's just out there for everybody to download. Is more or less Hefker. Not the idea is Hefker, but the song itself to download is not a problem. I even one time heard from uh, Rav Scheinberg's Atzal in Eretz Yisrael, described as Zuta Sholyam, the same halacha as an Aveda that was that swept away. That, that's where it is. The, the online world is a, is a Yam that swept away many personalized products. Um, there's also the fact, are you destroying somebody's property by putting a song out there and putting it on a music video and so on? If anything, I mean, the way you're saying it, might be, the way we're discussing it, might be punk faket, might be mamish the opposite. Because the way that singer get, becomes a household name in the Jewish community is because his song gets in any number of venues that bring him to the public attention. But do I have the right to determine that, or does the singer have a right to determine that? That's a good question. I think the singers and those that are busy downloading songs are somewhat at odds. And I, think, I mean, you uh, see it. The singers write very strictly on their albums. No copying. No copying. It's prohibited by law and by halacha. So the singers nowadays, even though they do benefit from, so to speak, the music being their business card to get bookings for chasanas, they seem to have a problem with the copying, despite whatever you were saying about Zuto Shoyam. Right. So, again, it's arguable. They might claim otherwise. We might want to be makel. But I think there is one point to bring to the public attention. This is an important point because I think that it slips under the public consciousness. And that is, besides for the halacha, of being nene from somebody else's property, what happens, let's say, I sell somebody else's property? I benefit, I, not, not only I have a no, I'm listening to the music. What happens if I take a piece of somebody else's music or somebody else's computer program or app or whatever it is, and I sell that as part of my product? If you think about it, if you, if you think about that objectively, what's really going on is that I sold somebody else's property the profits that I make, halacha sees, and that concept is called mshtarshile, that the money that I'm making is partly belongs to the owner of that intellectual property. The theft is not so much on the song. I might be allowed to take the song and improvise and use it and be nana from it. But the money that I make off that song, 
to a certain extent, might belong to that singer. And I think that's a, that's, that's a more complicated... So it is an importance. So it is a distinction between where I take a song, let's say I take a popular song, and I re-record the song, and then sell that on an album where I'm making money on the song, versus where I take a song and I use it as a background on a promotional video or something like that, where even if I sell the video, I'm not selling the song, I'm Correct. selling the video. Correct, I think that, that so was very well put. This distinction is actually made by the Ketos HaChoshin in Simeresh Memches, so it's, it's well-founded. But uh, I think that's the, that's the point. Where you're profiting, it's not that you're benefiting Shaloi Kalocha from the song, but the money that you sold it for, some of that we, we'd call, maybe we'd give it the, the loose term, the umbrella term called royalties, some of that money might be shared to the singer. And that's a, that's so obviously it's a, it's a very broad issue and we could discuss it you know, uh, at length. But for now, uh, in summation, what the Rav would say is that if you're taking someone's music and re-releasing it in some form for sale, that would seem to be a halachic problem because the money that you're benefiting from it is really money that belongs to the innovator, the creator of that music. Correct. I see, I see that as something that, you know, that somebody would definitely have to ask a Shailon. Could be problematic. Okay. If you enjoyed this video and would like to receive additional ones or to sponsor future videos, please click the link below or visit basehava.org.